Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. If you're a coach, leader, entrepreneur, leadership development professional, or a human resource manager, this show is for you. Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Birus, and today I am very excited to be interviewing Orlando Klua. Orlando, tell us in a few minutes about yourself and what you do. Okay, I'm glad to be here with you and with all your friends. I'm a psychologist, and I have been working in executive development for 35 years in Canada, United States, Mexico, Central America, and South America, and Caribbean. And uh, I have worked with uh, around 300,000 persons in some efforts in coaching, some other one in lectures and workshops. So I have been working a lot, and besides that, I work with the Anahuac University, directing at the Master of Human Capital. Wow, extensive experience indeed. Tell us a little bit about why is leadership so important today in this context? Well, let me start with a quote of uh, Unsain Bolt, the great runner. All I have to do is to work in transitions and courage. And for me, that's one of the parts that the organizations have to deal continuously in this time we're living in, transitions and courage. I will say that uh, the situation that we're living with cost, globalization, slow economy, clients, technology, low profits, it's getting worse every time. And we need to do something in the organization to deal with that problem. For me, a, a good organization in this age need to have five F, fast, fluid, flexible, focus, and friendly. And that is the work that the leader has to do to try to get in touch and a good result in this age. Well, so the, the five are fast, fluid, focused, friendly. And what's the last one that I've missed? Flexible. Ah, flexible, indeed. Flexible it has to deal with an innovation, change. Who would you consider to be a good leader and what do they do? Let me start with uh, an old thinker that it's called John Quincy Adams. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. And for me, that's a very important quote that I always work with my coaches. Inspire, dream, learn, do, and become more. So for me, that's a good leader. Leadership at the end is the capacity and ability to translate vision into reality with the support of boss, peers, and followers. And tell us a little bit about dreaming. Why is dreaming important? 
because dreaming is uh, try to figure out what's going ahead and where I want to go in two years, three years, and try to connect the organization to that goal. Is the blueprint of the future. I see. So it's really projecting onto the future a desired situation. Right, right. And the organization have to deal with the vision. What happened in two or three years that is going to be the focus of the organization. Yes, and, and who would you consider to be good leaders? Well, let me tell you a story of my life. The first time I went to the Miami Seaquarium a lot time ago, when I finished the university in psychology, I went sometime, I get into a show at 12 o'clock in the Sunday and uh, working with dolphins. And for me, that was a great experience because the first time I saw a big show of dolphins, you know, jumping and doing a whole lot of tricks and things like that. I said, how this is done? And I asked to the trainer of the dolphins, and he told me there are five secrets of training with a dolphin. First one, get into the water with them. Be with them. And for me, that's very important. In the organization, sometimes the leaders are at their office and they don't get in touch with clients, with persons, and they don't get out. They got their laptop, they got their thing at the beautiful office, and they don't get out. They don't get into the water. Second thing I found out with the trainers of Dolphin, the importance of recognition. If you're working with animals in every type of show, you get recognition immediately. In the organization, we are not used to give recognitions. We get punishment, you get shouts, you get a lot of things, but you don't get recognition. That for me, that's a good, important second thing. Third one, gradual jumps. You cannot jump at the first time 10 meters like a dolphin. It takes time and training to, so you can get into 10 meters. Fourth thing, every dolphin is different and you have to deal with them in a different way. You have to be closer to some, you have to give freedom to another one, and you have to know which dolphin need leadership style. And fifth and most important, manage your emotions. And for me that goes to emotional intelligence of the leader. You have to hear a lot, and you have to deal with your own emotions. So in the dolphins, to take the same metaphor, how do you manage your emotions? What do you mean by that? Don't get frustrated if the dolphins don't jump at the first time, at the second time. You don't have to get frustrated. You know that it's part of the development of the dolphin. I see. Okay. And for me at the office, we got dolphins <laughs> that we have to get them to jump and get them to grow and get them to learn. Wonderful metaphor. Yeah, it's very, very good. And for me was an experience I'll never forget. 
Is there any particular place in an organization where you can find these types of leaders? Is there anything that can indicate that somebody will be a good leader rather than not? Well, I found in my uh, professional experience that first thing, leadership is not a position, is not a title. It's action and example. And that's one thing I always try to stick into my head. If I'm going to see an organization and I'm going to help them developing leaders, I don't get mixed up only with positions because you can find persons in a higher position that are not leaders. And you find persons who are leaders in supervision, managers, whatever. So you have to create a high potential team of leaders. And then you start working with them. And I always recognize them with test, performance evaluation, assessment centers, comments of their peers and managers, 360 degree evaluation, education and experience. And with that, you start finding leaders in organization to create the high potential team of leadership. Indeed. So it's really uh, going and discussing with them, making assessments, getting 360 evaluations, see how they react in workshops to see the high potentials. Right. And you have to know where they are and who they are. In the usual organization, we don't know that. So you have to work with your OD department or your personal department so they have this idea in their mind. So you basically would suggest then that people in the organization, if they want to identify leaders, need to put a certain amount of things into place like assessments, tests, inventories, 360s, workshops to be able to look for these potential high pose leaders. Of course, of course. And for me, that in this time we're living in is one of the most important things. And so once you've identified, how do you develop these leaders? Peter Drucker says once that only three things happen easily in the organizations. Friction between people, confusion, and underperformance. Everything else needs leadership. And for me, that's a quote I always remember, because uh, you have to find, with this uh, high potential leader, a way you development. I find three ways. First, training, workshops, assessment centers, all those kind of things, and then coaching and mentoring. Coaching is one of the skills we need most that the leader got. Because coaching is trying to develop their personal part and the skill part so they can make a better result. How would you distinguish coaching and mentoring? Coaching for me, it's a more close uh, intervention than mentoring. For me, a coach usually works 12, 15 sessions with an executive in a period of six months, seven months, and it's going to be 
every 15 days. Sessions, some actions he gotta do, and then some feedback what happened and the next session. But it's a very close intervention with the executive. Mentoring for me, it's different. You can find a mentor in the higher levels of organization and the leader goes with them and speak with them, hear their experience, hear the history, and it's not that a close work as coaching. Okay, thank you for clarifying that for our listeners. Any other ways that you can uh, develop a leader? I see it results and see what's wrong and what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong. And that's, it's uh, basically with a coach. I see. Do you make them strive for an ideal leadership? You know, Daniel Goldman has a variety of leaderships that he thinks are appropriate in certain contexts and with certain people. What do you think is an ideal leadership style? I believe I believe strongly in situational leadership. As I told you in the, about the dolphins, every dolphin is different. And for me, there are dolphins who have to get uh, a very close uh, supervision. Some other one need coaching. So no, some other one need motivations. And some other one has to be with freedom. And that's delegation at the end. So a leader, for me, the ideal leader is that the, he knows the person he's directing and use the approach that that person's need. And that's situational leadership. Excellent. Very interesting. Tell us a little bit about your books, because you've been uh, writing extensively. Which, what yeah. is your latest book? The latest book is not out yet. We are working with that. It's going to be about talent in the organization, where to find it, how to develop, and how to get talent to the organization. The other 11 books I got basically deals with the management, with organizations, and with the leadership. So... The latest one is not finished yet. It's going to be out, I hope, this year at some time. But the other 11 are dealing with that because I find it that is one of the skills that people has to get. Yes, in Orlando, where can people get your book? Where can they order it? If they get it with me at the email that I think you're going to give it in some minutes, there's a section in my uh, email that says books. And it's uh, the part that I got it in Spanish and in English. There you can find it and you can buy it by that way. Okay, I'm going to just quickly say the email, which is O-C-L-U-A, O-C-L-U-A, Arabesque, Terra, it's T-E-R-R-A, period, dot com, C-O-M. Dot MX. So I'll repeat that. O-C-L-U-A, which is O-C-L-U-A, Arabesque, Terra, T-E-R-R-A, period, com, C-O-M, period, M-X. Okay, so they can reach you there, right? Right. They can get me there. Wonderful. Thank you very, very much for I your I enjoy insightful. it a lot. 
Yes. And, and thank you for having me there with you. Oh, thank you, Orlando. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, is there any last tip that you would want to give to a leader? A winner is simply someone who did not give up when he wanted to. And for me, that's very important to a leader. Don't give up. Continue. Persist. And try to keep on going, and you will find success and result. Excellent. Thank you so much, Orlando. Thank you. And take care. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now.